This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, I'm Alice from Jubilance for PMS, and thanks for listening to Weekly Woman. We're celebrating this August with a journey through the 19th Amendment because it's the 100th anniversary of women's right to vote. In honor of this amazing feat for our country, here's some history of this amendment. Did you know that in 1797, single women were temporarily granted the right to vote in New Jersey? As a New Yorker, I have to think, ugh, New Jersey did it first. But how amazing is that? The state's original constitution, which was adopted in 1776, declared that all inhabitants that were worth 50 pounds would be able to vote. Since this was so vague, new wording was adopted in 1797 when the state assembly granted the women's suffrage. For 10 years, single women were allowed to vote. Married women, on the other hand, were not permitted because their husbands controlled all of their property and therefore didn't have the 50 pounds necessary. Thanks a lot. Then, in 1807, the Assembly passed a new law that only permitted free white male citizens who were 21 and over, and we had to wait another 100 years for suffrage. Another fun fact is that President Woodrow Wilson tried to pass national suffrage in 1918 with World War I still raging. The House actually passed the bill, and then Wilson addressed the Senate, stating, We have made partners of women in this war. Shall we admit them only to a partnership of suffering and sacrifice and toil, and not to a partnership of privilege and right? But unfortunately, the amendment didn't pass in the Senate at the time. There was also a rumor that circulated that a woman might be on the ballot for the Democratic Party in 1920. The Democrats were allegedly looking into the DNC committee woman, Anna Dickey Olson, as their pick for vice president, but instead it went to FDR. But now, we're making that history again. Wyoming is now called the Equality State, and in 1869, the territory at the time led the charge for suffrage. The state sponsored a bill that every woman would be allowed to vote, but when Wyoming applied for statehood, Congress threatened to deny it unless the suffrage bill was revoked. But Wyoming told Congress to suck it and said, We will remain out of the Union for a hundred years rather than come in without the women. Congress allowed Wyoming to become the 44th state in 1890 with all the female voters. There were some state holdouts until way later for the 19th Amendment. Mississippi didn't ratify the 19th Amendment until March 22nd, 1984. So, there's so many cool facts about this time period. A hundred years ago, we were voting, we were given the right to vote. And so there's so much that we can do with our vote this year. So can't wait to hear more about it. Today on Weekly Woman, I'd like to introduce a school teacher. So she's going to talk a little bit about being an English teacher and what that holds now in the COVID world. And today I'm talking with Kelly Don Gilland. Yay! Hello. Kelly Don is a high school English teacher in Austin, Texas, and a mother of three young sons. She's also recently become a soccer coach and in the past was a professional twirler and Miss Louisiana. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I want to correct that. I'm not, I was never Miss Louisiana. I was Miss Louisiana Tech for my university. That's cool. But I competed in the Miss Louisiana pageant. Oh. Didn't win, didn't win. I've been telling everyone the wrong information for years now. I like carbs. There was no way I was going to (laughs) win. Well, that's, that's amazing too, Miss Louisiana Tech. 
I still have a crown. It's real pretty. So, wow. Good. <laughs> well, welcome, Kelly Non, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I want to start off with some like fun questions. Um, what's your favorite dessert? Chocolate mousse. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love, like if I'm at a restaurant and they'll tell, I always just like, and they'll say, would you like dessert? Like a nice restaurant, you know? Um, if they have chocolate mousse, yes. Anything else? No. <laughs> but I, okay, this isn't really a dessert, but it is for me. I love chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh. It's don't cook so it good yes yeah it's so it's good so it's so good and at um in san antonio fiesta texas which is the six flags of Fiesta of san antonio amusement park they have like chocolate they have cookie dough stands instead of like ice cream stands it's a scoop of cookie dough what that's crazy i know i know and i've only gotten it once because my kids were like we must try it and so we did, and it was, it's genius. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so in New York, when you come back, you're gonna have to try this place called Dough. It's a similar concept. It's just cookie dough. I've heard of it, and they yeah. say that it's actually safe to eat, because you know, everybody like freaks out about raw egg in it, don't eat it. I mean, yeah. I've been like, I've been like taking my mom's chocolate chip cookie dough every time she'd make cookies when I was a kid, yeah. and I, I'm fine. <laughs> it's so good yeah but so you'll have to try it it's really I will good. definitely yeah okay lip gloss or lipstick it depends mm. so um seasonal lip gloss for the summer matte lipstick for fall and winter oh that's so nice cool also if you're going somewhere like like if you're going to like oh like especially if you're like drinking wine with friends and stuff try to I always try to wear like a matte lipstick that's not going to come off because you don't want it on the glass and it just is you know you don't want to be like oh there's my lipstick <laughs> but I like gloss in the spring and the summer matte in the fall and winter perfect um <laughs> what is your favorite random fact about myself or just something I know anything in the world oh my word I don't know <laughs> now you put me on the spot well it's okay we can skip it okay I'm gonna let me think about that one I just love random facts and I love hearing them <laughs> well I get a lot of them from my kids because um they read okay they read this little journal at school called Scholastic News huh. and my my oldest son who's 14 now it was his favorite thing in elementary school to read and he doesn't have it anymore and my youngest brought it home and I was like Tyler, I have a surprise for you. And he was so excited to read it. But one of the random facts that he has told me from Scholastic News is that King Tut's dagger is a meteorite, like an asteroid. Wait, really? That's, That's according to Scholastic News. <laughs> <laughs> fact check, fact check. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny that's that's really cool I'm gonna look into that um <laughs> uh can you talk about where you're from wait say that again you, oh, you kind of uh can you talk about where you're from uh, okay originally I'm from Oklahoma City 
I grew up there. I, and then I lived there for 18 years. I graduated high school and went off to college in Louisiana. And then from Louisiana, I moved to Austin and I've been living in Texas for 19 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite part so of we just finally hit some cool weather. As you can tell, I'm wearing long sleeves, kind of a sweater. And, um, but it's going to get back up in the 90s on Saturday and Sunday, oh my God. which I'm okay with. I like the hot weather. Everyone else is like, no, I want to wear my scarves. I'm like, no, I'm okay. I don't like to be cold. I hate to be cold. Yeah. Wow. 90s in October. <laughs> wow. I'm like, maybe we should go to the pool. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I wish I could do that. What's your favorite part about Austin? Is it the weather? What? What's your favorite part about Austin? Um, it's such a fun city. I look, well, you know, it's, they call it the live music capital of the world because there's just always a fun band playing, uh, very family friendly, just stuff like all these live concerts are for everyone to participate in. Um, just amazing parks in downtown Austin. Like if you go downtown Austin, you're still in the city. And then they have this beautiful area called Zilker Park. That's just, it's just fun with a natural spring that's 68 degrees year round. People swim in. I don't, but people do. So the city just has so much to offer. There's always something fun going on. That's amazing. And what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> my favorite Mexican restaurant is Palvo's. Um, the, it's P-O-L-V-O-S, and it's down. It, there's two of them, and there's more. Um, and I like that. The, there's nothing bad on the menu. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, my favorite, like, kind of Austin-y restaurant. Like my favorite pizza place in Austin is Home Slice, and it's like kind of considered like what one time is ranked like Nash like number one pizza in the nation. Wow, really good. That was years ago. Um, barbecue. I like Rudy's barbecue. barbecue. Austin's well known for their barbecue. I like Rudy's, and then like a restaurant restaurant. Um, it's this like kind of a bistro. It's called uh, Shazies. It's just kind of a little fun, eclectic, a little upscale but real fast I can never do a favorite I have to do categories <laughs> okay <laughs> that works I'm all about food I just had queso in Houston last weekend and I don't I don't remember trying it before but I'm sure I had it with you before but um I'm sure you have I delightful mean, <laughs> okay I'm going to tell you, okay, like my kids love Chipotle. They love to eat at Chipotle, but their queso is the worst queso ever, ever. I didn't even ever. had queso. They started selling it. Don't eat it. Don't eat okay, it. Okay. <laughs> when I see you again, I'll make you good queso. Yeah. <laughs> delightful. I was really into it. I was like, how has this not been a part of my life forever? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> It's what you eat to watch football. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Can you talk about becoming a teacher? Um, what made you want to become an English teacher? <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, I never had that aha moment. I like the epiphany where the heavens opened up and said, you're going to be a teacher. <laughs> I just kept trying different things when I was in college and I just had a passion for literature and it just kind of made sense to me. And, and um, I've been doing it forever. And every year I learn something new about teenagers and I learned something new about myself so it's definitely um enlightening and it's fun and I love I'm not gonna lie I love my vacation time I get great vacation time what's what's your favorite book you guys have read in one of your classes right now for my AP students we're reading Pride and Prejudice which is always my favorite classic book and it's funny that you asked me this because today and it wasn't even during class we have kind of a it's like a break time or homeroom or tutorial or just a, it's kind of a break during the day and the students get about 40 minutes and they can like go to make up a test somewhere or just take a nap in a class or do whatever they need you know do homework whatever so I had some of my AP students were in my classroom and just some of my on-level students and then they started talking about Pride and Prejudice and they're only on volume, but they finished reading volume one. And you know, this is the part where Darcy is such a jerk and, um, and every, and they are just like, and it was two boys, two males are just like, I just want to punch him in the face. He is horrible. And, and then, and then one of them was like, but Elizabeth knows he likes her. And <laughs> the other boy was like, no, no, it says she is unaware of his feelings. Like he's like quoting it. And the other kid's like, no, 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 no. She's playing him. She is playing hard to get. And I mean, and this conversation was just, and then the girls in the room, they were like, I cannot. And one of them had already read the book. She knows everything. And she's like, I don't even want to have this conversation with you about Darcy and Elizabeth. You just don't even know. You don't know. <laughs> and it's just so funny and adorable how um, they get into it. And you never thought that they would. And of course, when I handed them the book, they were all like, oh, it's going to be terrible. And there, it's, it's a timeless story because it's, it's gossipy love and, and, and marriage and, and it could be placed in any time period. And they find, and they realize that. Oh, so that's awesome. It's oh, that's an amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad's favorite book, actually, Pride and Prejudice. Is it? Yeah. That's funny. I can... Yeah. He reads it like once a year. He thinks he's Mr. Darcy. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. That's his movie of choice. When I was last home, he asked, like, do you want to watch the Pride and Prejudice, like the long, like mini series? And I was like, no, dad, I really don't. <laughs> uh, okay. I was about to say, I hope it's not the Kira Knightley one because I don't like that version. I love that version so much more. Oh, no, no, no. They ruined the best scene in that version. Why? What do you mean? The scene where Darcy proposes and like in the book, you know, he proposes to her and it's such a cold, horrible proposal like that. She's just, you're not good enough for me, but I want to marry you anyway. And then she's just kind of like rips him apart. I mean, makes him less of a man when he is leaving the room and he is just like, he is, he is heartbroken. And the Kira Knightley one, they're about to kiss and they have all this ridiculous chemistry. There oh. should be zero chemistry in that scene. It should be Elizabeth Bennett, this empowering female, just telling this idiot man 
how it is. Like, no, I'm sorry. You're a moron. I haven't read the book in so long, and now I want to pick it up again because I don't remember that part. You should. That's the best scene ever. It's the best scene ever. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, can you talk about, like, what being female means to you? I know it's, like, a definition that's kind of ever-evolving and changing, and just, like, you learn more about yourself every year, you said. Um, I I definitely do. Um, To be honest, being a female is (laughs) hard. It's, it's hard. And, and, and like, yeah, for me, I'm not, I'm a single mom with three kids, but I'm not just a single mom. I'm a widowed mom. So that makes it even harder. And I'm raising these little boys and I'm like, Oh, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I would have it with my husband, of course, but I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't do, I couldn't see my life without my three boys ever, but it's exhausting and it's hard and it's all beautiful all at the same time. And, um, and I just think that now being a woman is definitely just this almost, I don't want to say club or something, but it's like a sisterhood that we all have. I think that when you see another woman, we're like, I know what you're dealing with, you know, and it might not be that exact same thing, but it's, it's something we're all dealing with something emotional, mental, physical, and we all kind of can get get it and look at each other and kind of understand, especially like if I'm in the grocery store and I've got these three crazy kids and I'm just like, huh, okay. And I see another woman and she's like, I know what you're going through. And it's like that. And I just think being a woman is hard, but I think being able to acknowledge it and accept it. Yes, it's hard, but that's what makes us so strong. And I think a lot of people forget that it is hard but it makes us so strong. I mean, we really are. Let's face it. We really are. Yeah, def- I, definitely. And I think like, like, especially with jubilance, what happens once a month, a man could <laughs> never get through that. <laughs> I will tell you right now, I don't just take it like during once a month. I take it every day of the month because I can tell the days if I forget to take it. Cause I'm, you know, just treading water, trying to keep my head above it lately. And those days that if I don't, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like, I feel like it gives me energy. I can tell the difference in like getting through the day. Like I'm either completely exhausted if I don't take it or I'm just like tired, which that's it, <laughs> which I'm always <laughs> tired anyway, but at least I'm not completely drained, you know, so it is, it definitely gives me a boost and I'm not just taking it like that one week out of the month. I'm taking it every day. That's great. And that's what we recommend to our users to take it every day. Um, so it can help you. Um, we're so glad that it can help you. <laughs> uh, I just have like, um, a couple other questions. Okay. Um, so if a woman came up to you and asked you for your best piece of advice, um, what would it be? Oh my gosh. See, now you're giving me these big, uh, there's a big picture. There's a big picture. Like, you can be like, read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> hmm. I got to think. You can't put me on the side. I got to think. My okay. best advice would be, and this is honestly something my mom told me years and years ago, and I just kind of was like, I don't have time for that. Take time for yourself. No matter what, you know. And, and even if that time could be like, for me, my time for myself every day is when my kids have gone to bed and it's, it might be 30 minutes. 
It might be an hour. Sometimes I'm crazy and it's two hours. Who knows? But that time is like me just resting, taking a breath, um, maybe having a glass of wine, maybe watching like super bad television that just doesn't make me think, which I like. Sometimes you shut your brain off, but you're still being entertained. Reading a book, just something for yourself every day so that you can maintain your own yourself because sometimes we get so caught up into pleasing every single person in our life whether it's work whether it's relationships and not just like you know a mother to son relationship but friendships you know everything we're trying to do so much for others that we tend to forget to do just one little thing for ourselves mm -hmm. so i think the advice i would always give to someone find something that just makes you happy and do it at least once a day. So that's awesome. Telling on. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I should do more of that. <laughs> I know it is hard. It's so hard. It's so hard in this world to be in it for lack of a better term. It's so hard to be selfish. And even though it's not selfish, because if you're happy, you're going to make others happy. So, and that's one thing I've learned from my kids. Like sometimes, you know, I'll do like a girl's night out or something. And my boys are like, mom, you need it. You do enough for us. You need it. And they're good kids and they love me and we've got to, you know, and I love them, but they're right. I do need it because I'm kind of my wits in. Sometimes I'm like, pick up your shoes, you know, just something. <laughs> and sometimes I just need that break. And we all do, no matter where we, whatever stage we are in life, if you're in college, if you're in high school, if you're just a, sing, just a single girl out on the town in New York, you know, whatever it is, we all need something for ourselves every once in a while. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people need to start, stop being feeling guilt from it and mm. others need to stop making us feel guilty about it as well. Yeah. That that's very true. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? I don't know. <laughs> this was great. It was so nice to get to talk to you. Thank you. It's so <laughs> weird. I will say this is so different for me. Plus I'm at like a weird angle and this is like after full day of teaching, you look taking great. kids to dentist practice and trying to get like my happy time, a 30 minute workout. That's oh, about good. it. That's, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being on. Oh, thank you. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.